You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Larned Downtown Podcast. We are so happy to have you back this week. I am your host, Landon Irway. Um, going solo today. My co-host, Jared Smith, is out on leave uh, with his wife. I don't know where. I think they're they're camping, but uh, we can ask him next week. But I'm joined here. Uh, blessed to have Leanne Seiler. Last name correct. I wanted Seiler. To, okay, uh-huh. Seiler. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Seiler with Network Kansas out of Jetmore. Uh, is it, Lana, is that your hometown? No, actually, I live in Hanston. Oh, really? uh, so okay. Hodgman County, but okay. uh, Hanston's the smaller of the two cities there. I worked in Jetmore for about the past 15 years. And now with Network Kansas, I'm, my territory is actually southwest Kansas, but I office out of my home in Hanston. Okay. So my, my office partner is a little fat Scotty dog. <laughs> <laughs> Co-worker, I should say. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, um, that's that's good to know. Um, Land and I met briefly um, at the Downtown Economic Development Board meeting um, a few months ago now. So you stepped into a new role here recently, correct? Yeah, uh, July. Okay. I think the very last day of June or something like that. So yeah, I'm I'm a newbie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes two of us. Yeah. Um, no, I I really just in in our brief conversation, I've I've enjoyed getting to see your perspective. I know that we can dive into a little bit about your background, but um, a lot of background in regards to conversations, exactly like the one that we're going to have. Beyond that, even just an outside perspective of of Larned and you know some of the some of the opportunities that you see um, can really get us going because um, sometimes we're in the day-to-day driving the streets and, and only notice the sore spots, but um, looking forward to it. I think that happens in so many communities. And then you have other people that's like, oh my gosh, you're from Larned. I love scraps. I love this. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, let's, let's dive in, Leanne. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of history as far as family, um, you mentioned a bit about your hometown, but I know you have a few businesses as well. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so my husband and I moved in 1990 to Hodgman County. He, that was his first um, teaching uh, job there. And so we've raised five children there. Our kids are kind of spread out. Like our oldest ones are, I don't even know if they would want me to tell their age on, on this, but our oldest ones are like in their upper thirties. And okay. our youngest one is, uh, let me put it this way. Our oldest one was 18 or 19 when the youngest one was born. So they're kind of spread out, but the youngest one just finished college. So we've been there a while. We love small town living. Um, my husband, you know, he went from being a teacher. He's now the co-op manager. So all those years he drove around, you know, drove back and forth. So now, now he walks across the year to work, which is yeah. great. Um, I served, I worked at the bank for a few years when we first moved there in the health department. And then as my kids got older, I transitioned to, into the role with economic development. I'd been on the board for it for maybe eight or 10 years when our director retired. And, and I kind of remembered one time being, I don't know, in a training or something somewhere. And someone said, what would you do if you didn't, you know, if, if even if you didn't weren't paid for it, what would you really enjoy doing? It was like, I would enjoy doing economic development. So when that opened up, I jumped at it, and it's been a wonderful 15 years. I mean, once in a while, there's some things you regret. You know, you, you put your heart and soul into something, and it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and that those are bad days. Um, but, you know, most of the time, it's just really a fulfilling job, you know, to, to make your community the best it can be and to, to welcome and invite people into it. Right. 
yeah, there's so many avenues to impact the lives of, of business owners in the community. Um, in your role, we we had Alex on a, a previous episode, and uh, my understanding is you probably had pretty similar roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Alex is is a star here in town, and and uh, just and Alex is a star in the state. She's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, well, very good, very good. And did you touch on on businesses? No. Um, so one of our businesses is that we have a small bed and breakfast across the street from us. Um, we started that out mainly for hunters, and then we would have hunters that would call back and say, "Hey, we'd like to bring our families." So then we made it a, a regular bed and breakfast, and did that for a couple years, and then Airbnb started up. I think it was around maybe. At least when we got involved, maybe around two, 2015, 2016. And that's been wonderful. Um, you know, before the pandemic, I would say probably 80% of our guests, other than the hunters in the winter, were, were international guests. And it was great. One day you'd have someone from Serbia, and the next day you'd have someone from Spain, and then you'd have someone from England. It was just, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Now we, we haven't, I think we just had our first international guest back maybe in June or July. But it's it's more, you know, uh, within the U S now, but we love it. You, you meet the nicest people you, and we were talking about it a little bit before we went on, but it's just a a fun thing to do. And it's a, how else would these people find Hanston, Kansas, you know, and and they love it. Right. We went to, my wife and I went to, um, it wasn't Hanston, but Jetmore. There is, uh, it's, it's the restaurant. They're closest to the highway. Oh, World famous Judy's Cafe. World, yeah, world famous. <laughs> um, we loved it, but we were we got sat by the the guest book there. So I was scrolling through the guest book, and you're right. I mean, it was just people from all over the world. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Here we are in in Jetmore, Kansas. Um, so that is definitely something that I pulled coming back from Larned is mm-hmm. is uh, you know if they're in Jetmore, they're most likely going to be in Larned as well, exactly. and vice versa. So um, just realizing just the the crazy amount of tourism who yes. who would have thought and, yes. and right here in, in central kansas so. i think people love the mis- midwest i really do there some you know uh, especially the international people they will land somewhere you know like new york or, or denver international but then they want to travel to small towns they don't want to most of the time they don't want to just drive straight through right they, they want to see what the real america is like yeah <laughs> that that reminds me my wife and i went to uh, England this past summer, and we wanted exactly that of of kind of we want the true you know experience backside uh, farm farm situation and uh, it's almost hard to hard to get because you don't really know what what to expect and and it's all foreign but um, yeah you're certainly getting that whenever you come to to Larned, Jet Jetmore Hanston mm-hmm. um, this is as as real as it gets for sure exactly <laughs> so. Yeah, tell us a bit why, you know, how how are you involved with Larned specifically? And and I guess I can probably venture into Network Kansas. Okay. Well, um, there's two ways here. Um, personally and professionally, I'd say personally, my dog groomer is here. Okay. I come to scraps. We come to the movies. <laughs> we shop here. So um, Larned is, you know, it's just a little closer for us than Dodge City, but we have Larned and Dodge are the two bigger towns. You know, we try to do everything we can in Hanson and Jetmore, but there's some things you don't have there. Sure. Um, my grandkids absolutely love to come to your splash pad in the summertime, and then we always go to Sonic and get an ice cream afterwards. <laughs> so when my kids were little, it was Dairy Queen, but you know. Yeah. Um, and the pool, you know, we, we used to come to the pool and the, do you still have a, like a mini zoo? 
that was when my kids were little, so I don't well, know. there used to be ducks and geese and things down there. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, there's there's ducks yeah. and in geese. In the park. There. Maybe I shouldn't have said zoo, but like yeah, park, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have that. Yeah. So, so yeah, when I was at home with my kids when they were little, you know, a big day would be coming to, to Larned and go see those things and go to the pool and things like that and the trail center. And, of course, then um, we used to come out to the center, you know, for um, Memorial Day and Labor Day activities and things. And the Christmas uh, – I, I should have looked this up before we started talking, but, I mean, I remember a few – times we've been out to the Christmas lighting, like uh, the the walkway lighting mm-hmm. and things out, out at the fort. Sure, fort yeah. Larned. And so things like that. I mean, that's personally how we've been involved with Larned over the years. Um, but um, now professionally with Network Kansas, we I, I'm the Southwest Kansas uh, Manager of Entrepreneurship is the title, but we kind of call them community coaches. So we're assigned a certain number of e-communities, and Larned is one of them. And it's wonderful that it's really close to me, and I happen to to know Alex before it started and things. So uh, you know, so I had kind of a connection to Larned already. Um, so it's wonderful to be involved in it. And then I come to your meetings, and I go home, and it's like, oh, I had to write that on the calendar. I want to go to the barn tour. I want to go to this. I want to go yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, very good. I find myself wondering what other towns, uh, how they utilize Larned. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I grew up in, in Larned and, uh, you know, our our poll is usually to Great Bend. If there's something not in Larned, we're going to Great Bend. So I understand that dynamic, but I've always wondered what what draws some of the smaller communities to Larned. So it's interesting that, that we're closer than, than Dodge. I didn't realize that. I think are just a little bit we end up in both of them to be yeah. honest and i forgot to say earlier my favorite furnishings That's yeah you can yeah absolutely. even when i don't need furniture which is most of the time i don't need furniture but i love to go in there and see how they decorate and things yeah it's funny how your need for furniture escalates yes. whenever you walk in yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even even with me being on the board so we we work with network kansas um hand in hand it, it seems like there's quite a few activities and, and events that uh, we participate in and um, there's, I know there's, there's funds available and there, there's quite a few different dynamics. So um, give us a, an idea of what network Kansas is to the typical uh, person. Okay. Um, well, let me start with when I was with economic development in Hodgman County, um, network Kansas was a game changer and I'm sure it is in most of our rural communities. Um, before we were an e-community, we didn't have access to these small business loans like we do now. We didn't have the access to the programming. You know, some of the programs that you kind of alluded to, Ice House, um, John Schallert's Destination Creation, um, Growing Rural Businesses, things like that. Those are amazing opportunities for small communities that don't have a huge economic development budget. And they make it possible to do, you know, some of these activities. And and one of the things that I think, and it's not written anywhere in the literature really, but one of the the wonderful things I thought about Network Kansas is that it gave us the opportunity to fail once in a while. And that sounds crazy, but, you know, you want to try something new, but your budget is so tight. If you don't have any wiggle room and you're not sure it'll work, you can't try it. But with Network Kansas, they gave us that little bit of uh, wiggle room. As I, I, there's probably a better word mm-hmm. for it. But to, to move outside of our you know comfort zone and try new things. And it's been wonderful. Yeah. Um, there are six um, regions of e-communities across the state, the Northwest, Southwest, North Central, South Central, Northeast, um, South, Southeast. And then there's a community coach in each of those regions. So we each visit, you know, um, and kind of 
take care of the, the our region. Southwest Kansas, I have 11 communities, and I think we have capacity now that there are six of us to grow that just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of going back. <laughs> um, one of the other programs that, that I know Lorna takes part in in Pawnee County is the YEC. Yeah. And so, and that is a tremendous opportunity for these communities. It's kind of a, I, you kind of feel bad sometimes when you're talking to someone, they say, oh yeah, you're a net, you're an e-community. We don't have those things. And it kind of breaks your heart just a little bit because these are wonderful opportunities for communities. And go into YC. YC is-, is a youth entrepreneurship challenge. Yeah. So Network Kansas has a, an online portal called Venture Dash. And when communities, when e-communities decide to take part in in YEC, um, they're they're allowed to use that at no cost. I think normally there's like a $1,200 fee. And they get funding from Network Kansas to help put this on. And so with YEC, you know, every community does it a little bit different. I can tell you how we did it in Hodgman County. Um, I visited with the school. We didn't have a specific entrepreneurship class in our school and some schools do and that's amazing but ours didn't so um, I would meet with the students and tell them about it and talk to the teachers and say hey this is an amazing opportunity do you want to do it Um, the youth are involved either talk about a business they already have or create a business on paper um, conceptualize a business but they they write a short I think it's like three pages executive summary and then they make a quick pitch I think they're three to four minutes long and on the day of the event they also have a a booth that you can have and, and and actually sell your goods out of it or just talk to people about it when they come by it's one of the best things for for young people. Um, they they get this experience, real world, real world experience, in doing it, and it, it gives them the sense of I can do this in my community. I don't have to go somewhere else. I can make my own community a much better place. Yeah. That's the part I love about it. Then there's some other parts. Like they, they can win big money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I know. like first place is a thousand dollars. Generally, some of them changes, but I think it's like first place is a thousand, seconds five hundred, thirds two fifty, yeah. and then there's some other smaller like best this or that. You know, um, if they win at the local level, they can go to the state KEC, which is a Kansas Entrepreneurship Challenge, and it's held in Manhattan in April. And there's more money. I mean, like a lot more money. The yeah. Kansas Masons put a lot of money into it, and we so appreciate that. Um, when my daughter was in high school, she did it. I, I'll have to start with saying she did not want to do it. She That was not her idea of fun. And I said, I'm the ED director. I need somebody to do this. You're going to do it. Right. After the first year, she loved it, and that kind of became her thing. And she even did business pitches in college and and. On, went on and graduated with a degree in business and entrepreneurship wow. because it's such a um, an open-ended degree. You can do so much with it. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, I was I was uh, thankful to be a part of Larned's competition as as a judge. So um, it is it is very unique. I wish that uh, or maybe maybe we did and I just didn't know about it. But when I was in high school, there was there was things through the school and and maybe through Kansas education system. Um, but never really a Shark Tank type uh, situation. Yeah. I, I love me and my wife love Shark Tank, uh, or maybe maybe I just love Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, that's basically what it is. I don't know if you're allowed to compare it to that. Yeah, but. I mean we it's compared to that a lot. And, and sometimes I'll say it's kind of like Shark Tank, but nobody's mean. Nobody puts yeah. you down. Everybody <laughs> is encouraging, right. and they will give you hints and tips. And right. you know that was great, but next time I would do this, or I yeah. would add this to it, or have you thought about you know? Yeah. And right. um, I just got to listen to a young lady that competed in Pawnee Counties this year. It was two little goats. 
Okay, yeah. And Department of Kansas Department of Agriculture had her speak at their annual summit a few weeks ago. She was amazing. And um, there is an article out about her that that's just really highlights what she's done. Yeah. And and it was just a small business that, you know, you see the potential there. Yeah. Yep. Um, I remember her pitch very clearly. And her she's name very, is Kansas. Yeah. I remember Kansas. that part. I can't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, she was, she was very impressive and I didn't realize that, that, that they had her speak, but yeah. she's, she's very well spoken and, and her presentation was on point and, um, her, her whole idea was, or actually it's not even an idea. She's doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, goat milk, I believe. Goat and, milk soap. Yeah. So yeah. A little bit of everything. So, no, I love that. And also, um, so I, you, you guys, the program that where Kansas has, has hearts for the, for the youth, which is, um, I think it's, it's often overlooked in, in conversations as far as, uh, economic development goes because it's such a long-term play. But if we really boil things down, it's, it's, uh, to the success of, of our economic, uh, situation in Larned, it, it's going to be the future and, uh, inspiring these young, these young kids. I'm saying that like I'm, like I'm old, but, uh, you know, just, just encouraging kids to get out and, and step out in a leap of faith and, um, be educated enough to open up, uh, a successful business. Well, and look at you. I mean, you've come back to learn to, to live, raise your family, have a business. Yeah. And I see that, you know, that's growing your own is a much better investment, I think, than trying to attract these large companies that ask yeah. for, you know, ask for the moon and then lead three years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, with that, we're going to s- transition on over to what I would call brick basics. And traditionally, um, we would, when we're interviewing business owners downtown, we talk about their buildings, but I'm going to put a spin on it and talk about downtown Jetmore and kind of what that looks like. Some pros and cons of, of, uh, your situation or Hanston, um, both Jetmore and Hanston, uh, whatever, um, you want to speak to, but what can we pull from your successes and learn from failures, um, in regards to downtown specifically? So, uh, tell us a little bit about your downtowns and, and what it has going for it. Sure. Well, I'll start with downtown Jetmore because that's here on the list. Um, they have a historic, uh, main street. Not very few things are on the historic register. Um, but they do have a historic main street, um, beautiful brick line. A few years ago, there was some, um, utility issues and and they had to take out some of the bricks but they did leave them in the you know right in front of the courthouse square area um they had us we did a streetscape and i want to say it was around 2007 2008 and really an upgrade on on our downtown we have the big um big lights that hang over and at Christmas time they decorate them and things. And, you know, I, not that I have anything against Joaquini, the Christmas city, but I think we're pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, just in the past few years, we've had a a lot of, a lot more emphasis on the downtown buildings and getting them full and getting people in them. And, and so I can only think of one, no, no, none of them that don't have plans right now, but um, you know, there's a couple that have been, boarded up for a few years and now they're not anymore. 
last year we, we have, and this is kind of a Network Kansas story too, but um, we had a young lady who at the, at the time was 19 and she had just finished, um, I hate to say beauty school, but it, it's it, yeah. the Hayes Hair Academy there. Sure. Um, she had just finished that and wanted to, to start her own salon and was able to get a Network Kansas loan and a Patterson family grant to go with it and opened up her own business. And now, you know, that that was, what, in March maybe? Now she has her station. She rents out a station to another uh, salon um, hair stylist. And she also has started, uh, has a, a massage therapist come in as well. Wow. Um, she had a friend that was just a year older, and there wasn't a Main Street business or a building, um, brick and mortar, you know, right away handy for her. So, and she wanted to do a nail salon. So she is offering out of a, I think it's a 1965 Shasta camper that she has fixed up and it's called Glamp It Up. And, you know, she's busy all the time. Wow. I, I, you can't see on here, but I have my nails done there. They look, they look <laughs> <And> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, things like that, getting the, the younger people involved on Main Street is just amazing. Uh, one of our uh, one of our young men, Zach Schaefer, here a few years ago started Schaefer Fine Furniture on Main Street, and he's now outgrown that space and moved to a, a much, much larger building just outside of town. Um, but he, um, when he was there, uh, he got a building going and fixed it up and things, and now it's sold to someone who has, um, oh, what is it? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering here, but um, built on Main. Okay. Uh, uh, exercise facility. So really? yeah, there is. Uh, I'm. Main streets just have a special place in my heart. We're also a Main Street affiliate, so we're not uh, as far as you know the Main Street Kansas program. We're not a. a, a oh. I don't, I'm embarrassed to say this. I don't know what it's called. Is it a designated Main Street, I think, or a certified? I think it's designated Main Street. We're not, but we are an affiliate, and we do go to their trainings, okay. and we take to heart the things we learn. Um, just this past year, we've been putting up more murals. Yes, so, I realize that. I, yeah. Like I said, so we, we went to oh, you uh, saw the, one at the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I saw that one, and then I saw Hunt, Hunt Jetmore. Hunt Hodgman. Hunt, yeah. Hunt yeah. Hodgman, yeah. yeah. And me. another one is going up today. It's on the side of um, Built on Main, and it's just a huge... Huge um, longhorn, you know, come busting out of the bricks and stuff. Okay, um, they were putting it up when I left, so I took a couple pictures. How we have how two more coming. <laughs> long of a process is a mural. Well, murals take a little longer sometimes because um, you had to find the right artist to do it and things. Right. We really lucked out. There was um, a grant program through the Office of Rural Prosperity, and we had a young artist. I think again, like. 18, 19 years old that we've been working with. She would do chalk art on the street for us different times and things. She's just amazing. Um, we knew we wanted her to do the artwork, but then we have another another young professional in town named Jennifer Lampy has um, she does um like a vinyl business mm -hmm. and she wraps cars and things and she found a material called Alumi that is like a literally a big sticker that goes on the wall and it should last five to seven years depending on you know how much sun fade it gets and, right. and hail and things but it doesn't damage historic brick or stone or anything wow. and so we got permission from the state historical society to use that material to put these up so i mean they went up quick like the one yeah. today it's up wow. <laughs> um but it took a little while to design it and and yeah. order the alumi and things well 
so yeah, that I can I can see where the uh, five to seven years because you driving into town, you probably saw my face on the billboard, <laughs> yes. and every time I drive by, it gets more pale and pale. So I yeah. I know exactly yeah. where you it get comes some from. hail on it or yeah, something like. Right. We tried to actually to take that in consideration and put these on the north side of the building yeah. so they would get less sun. But yeah. we have one that's going up on the south side of a building. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that I admired because that's. I mean, there's a lot of hoops you got to get through, but once you're through them, it's it's a project that has a lot of impact on a community, oh, yeah. really. I mean, you look at communities like Clay Center and Salina that are, they're really hanging their hat on murals and people travel to them just for the murals. Yeah. I mean, and then of course everything else is there, but um, the murals have made a big difference. I'm looking forward to hunting season because Hunt Hodgman brings a lot of hunters there and I can't wait to see them all having their pictures taken with our you know gigantic yeah. pheasant and things. Yeah, so I'm going to back up to a comment you said as far as here recently there's been there was a lot of boards on windows and you're getting businesses in which is i i could say top of mind for a lot of people in mm-hmm. Larned um, who care about downtown and getting boards off of windows in a physical sense is one thing but putting in sustainable business is a whole another thing mm-hmm. so how you you mentioned uh the cosmetologists mm-hmm. right um, but in other situations, how is there, is there a kind of secret sauce that you guys have been doing as far as reaching out to people or, and uh, what are some of the beginning stages to, uh, if we have interest of, of filling these businesses, what do we need to do first? I don't know all the answers on this. Let me yeah. start with there. Here's what I would suggest though. Um, again, I, I if you have a hammer, everything's a nail type thing. Yeah. But I think Network Kansas helped us a lot because mm-hmm. we offered um, we offered some classes that the Ice House um, just entrepreneurial mindset classes. Um, you can also have open open building tours where you know people just get together with a bunch of friends that want to see Larna grow and and succeed and walk downtown. Maybe have hot cider or something. Um, maybe if it's an evening, you you have you know. Um, brood you know have a, a home brew type thing or something but just look at the buildings that are there and imagine what what could be in them and then you start thinking hey i know someone who wants to start this business and kind of just if the feelers go out from there and then when you find that person love up on them honestly you know say we want you what what do we need to do to get you here yeah. and and work with them with some of these loan programs and grant programs and things and then the most important thing is once they're there support them Right. Yeah, you know, that that is so important, and not just with your money, which is important, but also just support them. Starting a business as an entrepreneur is kind of lonely sometimes, and it, it's you know time consuming, and, and you know all those things, and yeah. and you know they they need people on their side to to support them and prop them up, and and you know can't think of a better way to say it, but um, so that would be my first suggestion. Um, they actually, I'm trying to think. I think it's maybe Rural Rise is the name of the group, I think. But you can buy kind of like um, programs in a box. <laughs> um, one of them we bought one time was an empty building tour. It tells you exactly how to go about it and you know what flyers to put out and stuff and how to make it more like a party so that people come and you really get some good input in it. Um, I think everybody wants what's best for their hometown uh, or even for the town they live in. But sometimes it's hard... Um, to imagine anything different. You know what I mean? If, right. if that building's always been boarded up all these years, you can't see in your mind that it could be this or this. Right. Um, and of course, the fact that um, exposed brick and exposed stone and all that is all the rage now, and I love it, yeah. but 
gosh, it takes less. You don't have to cover it up with sheetrock anymore. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Leave your pipes exposed. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. We we drove two jet more. Um and it was funny, I surprised my wife uh with with a dinner because we go to church in, in Hayes. So um instead of going to church, we, we kept on going straight and then took her out to eat and I wasn't expecting uh, quite a beautiful downtown as what it was. I mean, it's you're right. It's got a historical feel. It's got the murals. Um, it's got quite a few thriving businesses down there, seemingly. So uh, very, very impressed. So I guess now we'll we'll move on to a segment, Broadway Vitals. So all about our downtown mm-hmm. and maybe to the outside eye. Uh, some areas that, and you've touched on them, uh, that, that you come with family and in, in, down into Larned, but, um, just being an, a, an expert really on, on downtown revitalization. Um, what do you see from your point of view in regards to our downtown? I love that you guys have events that bring people downtown. You know, this summer you had the, was it, I can't, I honestly can't remember which one it was, but it was an event where you had movies and the at the courthouse and things. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that you have things downtown that bring people. I like to come over for your Christmas event and, you know, walk up and down and see the businesses that are open. And of course I always try to end up, make sure I'm down at, you know, my favorite furnishings. (laughs) Um, but you know, I think those things are important and sometimes people don't realize how important it is, not just for people from outside of town, but from people from your own community to get together and have fun downtown. It's important to celebrate that. Um, and then, of course, you know, get the word out so people from other areas do have something. And it's not that you don't, you know, that you don't enjoy your own downtown when you go to visit somebody else. Sometimes you just want to see something different and yeah. experience new places. Um, so I think that's important. You guys have had, you, you have, I know, some work going on on your main street down here. Mm-hmm. And you've just, um, the club that was, it's down kind of across from the park. Um uh, I haven't been there yet. We the, went one day. The and they were bar, closed, but... bar and grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, people like to try new places and stuff. And I know some, I, I have children that actually, um, my daughter-in-law is a veterinarian in Great Bend. And so when she's on call, they stay in an Airbnb here in Larned. Oh, really? And so they get to do more things here than they normally would. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's just being welcoming and, um, you know, I, here's an interesting thing. And I, if you have more than one do you have lots of coffee shops? Because I don't want to say anything bad about another one. But No, oh, okay. we have scraps. Yeah. Okay, because when I come to scraps, I mean, I will go out of my way to make sure I get here on my way wherever I go. Yeah. Um, but they always remember me. Right. I, it's a weird thing. I get like three-fourths of my cup of coffee of coffee and then like a, the last quarter full of water. And they know that. <laughs> and it's wonderful. And then, you know, while they're doing that, I get to wander around and shop and things. Right. And so um, I, I think having businesses that are welcoming and and – you know, a warm and welcoming is, is the way I would say it. Um, and and previous here. in previous episodes, we've talked about kind of the hall, hallmark feel. Mm-hmm. Of, exactly. And that's leaving. That's leaving society very quickly. Uh, just being genuine and nice and uh, that small town aspect is, is really but that's dying. what people crave. Yeah, I exactly. mean, as it's leaving, that's what people crave. Yeah. I noticed something on Facebook the other day, and it was there's a, a guy, and I'm going to forget his name, but he does uh, revitalize or die is the name of his, uh, it might even be a podcast, but it's what he puts out on Facebook and things. And, um, he, the one this week said something like, um, everybody wants nice things. We want nice flowers on the corners. We want nice things. And maybe our town doesn't have nice things, but if it did, we would take 
part in them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of setting the stage for what people want. Right. Um, and I think you're right. I, I love the Hallmark feel. Yeah. In fact, we even tried. I tried one time like crazy to get Hallmark to come and do a movie. And I guess there's a thing with Canada. They get special tax credits to do it in Canada. Oh, so right. almost all Hallmark movies are shot in Canada. That's a little <laughs> tip. <laughs> uh, I don't think we would have found that information out from anybody else. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of our, our downtown events, the biggest challenge it seems like with the downtown events is, is getting the word out. Yes. Uh, it, it's it, there's just so many dynamics and we've touched on it a little bit in this podcast before so i won't dive into that but just knowing that that here we have somebody from hanston right hearing about the events and and eager to come to an event uh shows you how special really they are they, they are a, a big success and and i think um i haven't been back in Larned for for too long i was i was away for a little bit but I, it, to me, it seems like they're growing. It, they're they're picking up momentum. So um, it's it's certainly fighting the the stigma of oh that's it's it's just just learned a downtown a downtown event um, and and getting a fresh perspective on there are things to do and th- and there's things happening all the time. Um, and do you think we want it more after COVID? I mean, we realize yeah. those are the things that we valued after we didn't have them for a while. Yeah, right. It's true. Okay. Well, coming in our, on our last segment here, spitballers, all about the future. What are and hopping back over to, to Jetmore Hanston? What are some of the things that you guys have on your guys' plates? What are what are some of your goals? You know, I don't want to speak for everybody, <laughs> but I can say some of the, my goals. Um, like in Hanston, our library has done this amazing job of if. It, drive through there sometime when you're going through. Yeah. They have um, park benches, or little uh, picnic tables that have USB charging ports in them. Really? And lights <laughs> and stuff. So if you're out walking around at night, stop and charge your phone while the yeah. kids swing and stuff like that. Uh, the real quality of life type things. They have a giant checkerboard. I mean, like life-size checkerboard where you can move these huge pieces um, and, and uh, chess. We move them around, you know, and play and stuff. Um, they're really integrated into the community. We're, both Hanston and Jack Jetmore have very walkable communities, and I think Larna does too. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a good thing, and that's what people, you know, you think about like places like Celebration Florida. It's a place where they're building towns to look like what we already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, just come here. <laughs> Don't yeah, go right. there. And, and nothing against Florida, but um, you think about the, the Disney World Main Street. That's what I think about about rural Kansas a lot of times and, you know, places that you can walk and things you can do. Um, as far as other things they're wanting to accomplish, you know, I think we're all jealous of Larned's splash pad. <laughs> so I think both Hanson and Jetmore have been talking about that. Um, other things are just to, to, you know, housing for us is a, a real issue. I, I'm guessing it is for you too. Yeah, it is. But we have people that call and they want to move there and they stop and they ask about housing and we don't have it and it breaks your heart because we may miss this opportunity if we don't you know while, while the strike while the iron's hot thing right. you know there are people wanting to move here yeah. and all over rural kansas and we need to to get the housing in place so we can welcome them yeah that is certainly a uh, a question mark on a lot of city agendas oh yeah um, not only for for you know out of staters but even even just uh, within the community, people have been living here. There's not a whole lot on the market, but uh, with that comes 
Kem's uh, opportunity. You know, yeah. clearly pe- people moving, wanting to move here is a good, good problem to have. Mm-hmm. It's just leveraging that too. And to- you have such a, a, it looks to me, I, I don't know this, but it looks like you have a number of upper story, um, possibly apartments on yeah. your main street, whether or not someone still lives in or not. You know, last year they passed Senate Bill 80, which allows some some tax incentives to restore those so that people can live in them. When you think about it, I mean, the people that built those weren't stupid. That's the best place in town to live because you, you overlook Main Street. Maybe your shop was underneath of it back then. Maybe it's not now, but you're right there in the heart of the city. You can walk downtown and have, you know, have dinner or drinks or whatever. The park is close by. And for the city, you're not putting in all that extra infrastructure just outside of town or right. something. It's right there already. Yeah. When we had William, our mayor, on first one of the first episodes, I think that it had been on his mind for for a while. Um, just the housing, uh, you can say crisis. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but piecing together assets, him and I have talked about um, u- utilizing infrastructure, right? And uh, you could almost see it uh, click, or or the wheel started turning on on maybe making that more of a feasible. Um, option moving forward of, of, hey, we've got some rundown buildings. Why not kill two birds with one stone um, and get some housing in here while fixing up our downtown? So easier said than done, but it is, it it is, is. a solution. Yeah. My husband and I bought uh, the old newspaper office in Jetmore um, about five years ago, I think. And it has what used to be, you know, in the late 1800s, two apartments, and we're, we're moving them into one now. It'll be one apartment. But I've been working for a year. We worked for a couple of years just cleaning it out. But I've been working for a year and a half on that to get everything set up for a heel grant and, you know, to renovate that. And then the downstairs will have a, a coffee shop and flower shop and things. But that's just it. You know, we have had so many people call and say, how soon will that be done? Yeah. I wish it would be done faster, but yeah. it's very <laughs> expensive to do. You right. Know? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, coming down the wire here. I uh, this is one of the, my two favorite questions, but um, generally speaking, what is the best way to get involved as a community member? I just I got here today after driving from Jetmore, speaking to the government class, <laughs> so yeah. this is fresh <laughs> on my mind. Um, we have the opportunity to vote for the kind of community we want every single day. Yeah. Um, I, I've tried to encourage people not to just vote in elections and wait for someone else to take care of the issue. You can become involved. You can make suggestions. You can volunteer. You know, there, a lot of people have great suggestions, but if there's not people to actually do the work, and yeah. it, it's very, you know, it, it's very difficult to move forward. And I would say that's it. Just if you have an idea, step up and say, I want to do this. I want to take part in this. I, I can't. Think of very, I can think of very few times that a city council would tell, turn you down and say no. You know, if someone wants to do something, they're going to help you do it if right. it's good for the community. And uh, and Network Kansas is here to say, hey, we want to help you. Or we'll help you find funding for it and things. Yeah. And there's other, like the Office of Rural Prosperity, um, the state of Kansas State Department of Commerce. There's a lot of um, places where funding can help if you have the people and you have the the people that are willing to do the work. Yeah, I, that would to me be the low hanging fruit. Yeah, you're right. Everybody, everybody has an opinion. A lot of time, it's it's a negative opinion too. Um, but there's not too many hands ever ever stepping up or raised yes. to volunteer or um, come up with a with a solution. So that's that's a joke that I've made here on the podcast. Is 
uh, I got tired of, of talking about it. So I started a podcast to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, when, if you come to my house, my staircase goes right, you know, from the front door up and I have a saying on it and I, I don't even remember who said it now, but it's cricketed, you know, on the steps yeah. that say, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, and good. I think that's it. That's for small communities. If we want to see change, nobody's coming to save us. It's up to us to do it. Yeah. Well, very good, Leanne. What is the best way for people to reach out to you with with questions? Okay, well, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my email is l siler s e i l e r l siler <laughs> at networkkansas.com, and you can find me all those places. And um, I, I would be willing to help. And if you're not an e community and you want to learn more about it. Reach out there as well. I mean, there are even they're they're now expanding YEC to communities that don't have uh, that are not e communities. So that e that that's just such an important thing we think that to get youth involved that we want everybody to be able to take part in that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and I would love to visit with anybody and and you and, and I take correction well too. So if I've said something <laughs> here today that's not correct, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. At today, we we value you value your opinion with as many years as, as you've been in this realm and in this aspect. Um, you're you're doing great things and and Hanston and and Jetmore. Um, if we can take a fraction of that and, and apply it here, um, I think we'd be well off. So well, we have a great community. To, Larna is a wonderful community. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, that will be it this week on the Larned Downtown Podcast. We thank you so much for coming in and joining us. See you next week. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Larned Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.